and welcome to the Healing Insight podcast, episode 38, with me, Sarah Hunt. And me, Jess Hunt. And welcome everybody. Hi Jay, how are you? The sun is shining here this afternoon, although the rain clouds are still around. Um, but all is good. Yep, no, all is good here too. Weather's changeable, but then it's been changeable all my life, so I don't see it's going to change <laughs> from that. The weather is such any... a British thing, isn't it? It, it, <laughs> it is. It is. We, what do we talk about? Paintings. Paintings. I'm working on a tiger oh, yeah, at the let moment. Let me tell you about my my latest creative project. Okay. Um, I'm doing. I'm painting um, pebbles to create gratitude stones, um, which I'm going to put out on my um, Etsy site at some point and soon. And I'm taking some to um, a craft fair that I'm I'm exhibiting at. Um, but the idea behind them is um, to, to sit with one in your hand um, and just be grateful for all the positive things that have happened that day or the things that you've learned for that day. Um, and it's just sending out gratitude for, for everything that um, has made the day a good day. Wow. It just gives people a focus um, for, for doing that. So, Yeah. Interesting. At the varnishing stage now, so um, I had a bit of a, a hiccup with the varnishing yesterday because I've got a paint on varnish and, and I've some of it's painted, but some of it I've got some acrylic pens, so I'm so I can put the word gratitude on and and any other words that I feel I need to. Um, and I was painting the varnish on yesterday, and the word started to splodge. I was like, that's not meant to happen paint was all okay but it was actually the acrylic pens that hadn't quite done what i thought so luckily i had some spray varnish so i spray varnished the next one and that's for the first coat and that's done the trick <laughs> yeah you should be able to brush on top of that yeah yeah that's what i thought if i spray the first coat and then brush on top that'll just give it a harder because it's going to get handled one of the lessons i learned was signing my paintings and then putting varnish over the top and like you say you're brushing the varnish on and all the paintings perfectly fine and you get to your signature and it's like that's just disappeared <laughs> oh, where's, where's that gone <laughs> it's like oh dear what's happened to me word <laughs> never mind yeah you one of those miss cakes yes. <laughs> that um yeah, I learned from very quickly and changed the way I'm doing things. <laughs> as long as they, yeah, but that's learning. As long yes. as they don't become attitude stones, then that's a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 we don't want attitude stones. <laughs> yeah, so so watch out for those. Um, I'm aiming to get some uh, photographs or, or even a short video up on my Instagram account um, this week just to show people what's coming. So, yeah, exciting. Uh, excellent. Excellent. So today, so, oh, okay, I'll let you do it then. Go on. Oh, okay, then. No, 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 carry on. <laughs> so today, <laughs> our chosen topic that was picked at random before we started recording is dun, 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 dun. risk taking. <laughs> That's an interesting topic. That's an interesting topic. However, I would like to suggest that we 
risk assess all of the time. Yes. So when we go out to cross a road, we're risk assessing before we actually cross that road. When we're doing things in the kitchen, we'll be risk assessing, you know, you don't leave knives where they're going to fall off the counter and fall in your foot or anything like that, do you? So you risk assess and you make sure that you put things safely. So so I think, you know, a lot of the time we don't realise just how much we we are risk assessing. Um, but um, so, so that's kind of one part of risk taking, isn't it? And some people are big risk takers and they'll just go for things, whereas other people, they have to really look at, it, whatever it is they they feel they might be taking a risk with and they need to look at it from all angles before they'll decide whether it's a risk worth taking or a risk that's not worth taking yeah i think there are there, you're absolutely right i think you know we, we do risk assess all the time and every time we pick a knife up to get in fact <laughs> uh, right do you remember this is here we go one christmas it was the last christmas i think we did a, a family meal for mum and dad before before mum went into the home and then dad went in, it was that Christmas. And I got my carving set and you'd come around to help me. And I, and I said, my carving set, the carving knife is very, very sharp. Be careful. It's, it's chef, it's chef level sharp. Believe you and me, listeners, it is, as I found out. And about two minutes later (laughs) from the kitchen, I hear, Jay! (laughs) <laughs> I've cut myself. So every time we pick up a knife, for example, even though we're aware of the risks and we're aware and we're assessing and accidents and things can still happen, there is still a risk there. And actually, arguably, you're more at risk with a blunt knife than you are with a sharp knife because it's more likely to slip and not go where you expect it to go. Anyway, that's just knives. But the point is that we, we take risks all the time. Every time we get on a plane, we're taking a risk. But every time we get in a car, we're taking oh, a risk. Yeah. And you know, if you look at statistics, you're more likely to have a problem in a car than you are on a plane. But that doesn't stop us doing stuff. You know, there are things that, you know, just because you are aware that now getting in a car is a risk doesn't mean you're suddenly never going to get in a car again. Mm. You know, so we are naturally doing some sort of level of risk, even if it was walking out of the cave and checking that there's no saber-toothed tiger lurking just outside the doorway. You know, we've been doing it all the time. It's ingrained in us to make sure that we're okay, which is why sometimes our senses pick up things before they actually happen. So I think the thing for me with, with this topic is what does risk actually mean to you? Because what's what I would regard as risk, you might not regard as risk, and what you might regard as risk, someone else might not regard as risk. Yes, that's very true. So the first thing to understand is what is what is it you regard as risk and what do you regard the risk to be? Depends on the situation. Exactly. <laughs> And we make these little micro adjustments and these micro assessments all the time. So, for example, bungee jumping. Okay. I've never done it. I have no desire to do it. In fact, actually, I've been very close to doing it (laughs) years and years ago when I went to New Zealand. And then I looked down at the rocks and thought, maybe not. (laughs) 
<laughs> but yet there are hundreds of people, hundreds of thousands of people that have done bungee jumping. There are people that leap out of aircraft with parachutes on, thankfully, but leap out of aircraft and do parachute jumps. There are people who do hot air ballooning. There are people... So my level of risk, to me, the fear of doing it is is more than the perceived benefit I'll get from doing it. So with bungee jumping, yes, I could just say, well, look, I could do it just to overcome my fear of bungee jumping. But actually, why? I mean, it's not going to change my life significantly. If I, Even if I did it once, then yes, I could say I've done it once. But it's not going to change my fear of heights if I have one. It's not going to change my, the next time I look down, it's still going to be the same thing. But that doesn't mean I won't do it. It just means I mean, at the moment I'm not in any situation to do it. But the point is that I'm weighing up that risk and I'm saying, well, okay, so yeah, I'll do it and I'll be okay because logically I know that everything will be fine. But at the end of it, what's the benefit of me doing it? Mm. And is it enough for me to say, stuff my fear, I'm just going to do it anyway? But that is me doing a whole load of micro analysis and, and well, not necessarily micro, quite loud analysis. Like, mm -hmm. what? No chance. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of, um, of going through it. But that's just my perception of bungee jumping based on my perception of, for example, height or fear or whatever else has happened to me in terms of significant emotional events through my life or um, my values, experiences I've had, the, the connections that the unconscious mind has, has put together to say, this is scary to you, don't do it. But yeah, other people look at that and go, oh yeah, no problem, go on, stick up my feet, here we go, wee, off. But it does come back to your reference reference points, points. yeah, it? yeah. It, it does definitely come back to reference points because there's some things that i'd be quite happy to do which other people wouldn't and 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 then i look at alice who loves to do um you know she she loves roller coasters and rides like that i wouldn't even stand near let alone get on <laughs> But again, that comes back to to our experiences and and um, our reference points and what's what's happened to us that that maybe makes us make a, a specific judgment about whether the risk is one that we wish to take and whether it's something that we really wish to experience or not. Yeah, and it goes deeper than that, obviously, because these always do go deeper than that in <laughs> in that. It's our perceived fear of outcome that can stop yeah. us from doing it. So even though logically in my head, I might know that they're going to tie the rope onto my feet properly. I'm going to be in a harness. It's been done thousands and thousands of times before. Even though I know that logically, it's still going through my head of, yeah, but what if I'm the one that they don't quite connect it properly to? What if I'm the one where the elastic decides it's going to snap? Hmm. but that's not necessarily rational thinking that's fear thinking and the reason people don't take risks is quite often 
In terms of day-to-day risks, I'm not talking about, okay, let's, let's move away from extreme sports, adrenaline type stuff. But for example, um, a client who won't apply for a job because they, they're going to get refused. There's no point in me applying for it because they're not going to want me. They're, they're, going, to, they're going to ridicule me. They're going to, they're going to reject me. So it's fear of rejection that stops them applying for it. But without applying for it, they're never going to get it. So, so, so it's it, they need to risk assess. Is the is the possibility of that job becoming theirs um, worth the risk against the possibility of rejection? Yeah. What you're saying? Yes and no. It's looking at the outcome. So, okay. If I stop, if I step off the edge of a cliff without a parachute or without a bungee cord attached to me, and it's rocks below, chances are I'm going to die. Yeah. But I mean, maybe I'll be lucky, but un- unlikely, or certainly seriously injured if not dead. So that would be a stupid thing to do in my mind. Applying for a job that I might get a rejection on or as a coach asking, you know, speaking to someone and saying, okay, so do you want to do coaching where there's still the possible of rejection? The outcome is not serious injury or death or anything. It's just someone saying no to me right now because it's not right for them in that moment. So if I apply for a job and they say no, it's not life-threatening because I just apply for another job. And yet to someone, to some people, that fear of rejection is as real as standing on the edge of the cliff with no cords attached to your feet, with no parachute on your back, feeling like you're going to fall off it. The perception is real, but it's not real. But it's triggering the same survival instinct responses as if it were life-threatening so to me this whole thing about risk-taking talking about it today is if you want to do something and you find yourself saying no then that's okay but maybe look at why or look around why is it so what is it you're actually scared of if you were to do this and what would your life be like if you had, if you do do it? What would it be like if you don't do it? There's no right or wrong. If you know, if I don't want to go bungee jumping, I'm not going to go bungee jumping, regardless of what people say to me or, or regardless of how safe I feel it to be. If I choose to change my mind, then I can do that. But so it's not that I'm not saying don't take risks or yeah, I'm not saying don't take risks. But I'm also not saying take risks. It is about assessing what the fear is to you, what the benefits of the outcome would be to you if you did it, what the benefits or negatives of outcome would be if you didn't do it. So I want to cross the road because I need to get to the other side to get to that shop or to get to that station or to get back to the car park or whatever. Then at some point I've got to cross the road or I'm not going to go anywhere. So I have to take the risk, but then we can do the risk assessment to minimise the risk by looking left, looking right, checking between cars, looking for motorcyclists, motorbikes before I cross the road. 
or finding a crossing, ideally, um, where you're more likely to be seen and there's less chance of an injury happening or a problem happening. So we can mitigate the risk by taking appropriate action and measures to look and, and check that a knife is sharp or we listen to what someone's saying when they say it and then taking appropriate action of this knife is sharp so keep your fingers out of the way okay. for example or just, not or, or, or not um and then doing it because we have to get somewhere otherwise otherwise we wouldn't get our bed in the morning we wouldn't get our bed ever we would just be stuck in bed because we wouldn't do anything <laughs> Yeah, it's very, yeah, it's very true. Yeah, I mean, we we just we do risk assess with absolutely everything, don't we? We just don't realise that we're doing it because it's all a lot of it's done on the subconscious. So, risk taking is something we've always done to a degree. Yeah, if yeah. You've, if yeah, you learn to ride a bike, this, we'll we'll assess the risk and decide whether it's a risk that we're willing to take. So it's the assessment at the subconscious level of us assessing the risk that defines whether it's severe enough for us not to do it or severe or, or not that severe for us to do it. And the risk is worth taking. Yeah. So when you're, so my suggestion is when we're presented with a big risk, what we regard as a big risk is to weigh up outcomes of what it is we're actually trying to achieve so if we were to take that risk what would the outcome potentially be and if we didn't take that risk what would the outcome potentially be and which outcome is it we're looking to to go for which outcome is it we actually want which outcome is it that we're comfortable with okay if you go to comfortable then that can actually stop you taking risks because comfort. That's true. You need to, yeah, we need actually, to push ourselves true. if we're going to develop. So if I if I started riding a bike and I fell off and said, right, I'm never getting back on that bike again, then I'd never learn to ride a bike. So I've got on a bike, I've fallen off, I've injured myself, grazed my knee or whatever I did as a kid. But I perceived the benefit of learning to ride a bike because I've seen there are hundreds of other kids riding bikes, so I know it can be done. The fact I've fallen off and grazed my knee doesn't stop me getting back on the bike and going again. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So, but it's looking at, as you say, it's looking at the outcome. What's the outcome that you actually want? Yeah, I mean, standing at the edge of a cliff without a parachute or without a bungee rope and jumping off, you just wouldn't do it because your perceived risk is I'm going to die. Yeah. That's the outcome, yeah, likely but, outcome. But falling off a bike on the pavement. Yeah, it hurts a lot. Hurts. And you can break your wrist and you can... Split your chin open. Split your chin open, I, yes. I did that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but, it, but, but that didn't stop me getting on a bike again. So... Um, So it's a yeah, balance. It, it is balance. It is about balance, isn't it? It's, it, and it? And it's about how far you're willing to push yourself. And why? Your comfort zone and why. What What is the benefit of actually doing that? So, so it might be to achieve something that you've always dreamt you'd like to achieve, or it 
might be for some other reason but it but usually when we take risks but then they're not done for the sake of doing them we've usually weighed them up haven't we as to whether it's something that is really important to us and we want to experience and we want to we're, we're willing to take that risk and and the outcome that we want is um the likely outcome of taking the risk yeah i think the important thing to remember is if we want to improve then we need to take risks and actually we do take risks every day mm. and we have done ever since we were born yeah that's true that's true it's uh, we just don't always recognize we don't it, always recognize it that we are actually assessing the risk as we go. Mm. So if we want to push ourselves to learn something or, or have a different experience, if I really wanted, if I really wanted to have the experience of leaping off a bridge with a bungee over a canyon with a bungee rope attached to my legs, then I could do it. Do I really want to do it? Do I really want that experience? Mm. Maybe at this particular moment in my life, not really. Who knows? It might change. But if I really wanted to do it, I could. But I would then have to weigh up that risk and assess it and just trust in my decision. Yeah, and it comes back to trust again, doesn't it? We talked about it a week or so again, but it comes back to trusting ourselves and our decisions um, when we're risk-taking. Because at the end of the day, if we decide we're going to take a risk, whatever that risk might be, that's our responsibility. And whatever happens is our responsibility because we've weighed up the options and chosen to take that risk. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of an, an interesting reminder, isn't it, that we, we are constantly taking risks. It's just that some of them are very measured and others others we perhaps need to look at on a more conscious level. Some of them are, and, and some of them are just subconscious. We'll, we'll do that because we've done it every day and we know it's okay. Mm. But it's, um, yeah. And, and it's usually fear that stops us from taking risks. Yeah. And, and sometimes we, we need to take a leap of faith um, and that's really taking a risk to be able to move forward and and allow ourselves to to reach our potential in whatever area that happens to be related to. Yeah, because quite often without taking risks, we'll get stuck. Yeah, we just get into a place of stuckness and we and we don't move forwards. Yeah. Yeah, so so risk taking can actually take you out of your comfort zone, can't it? Oh yeah, but that's that's a good thing because because then it's allowing you to explore new opportunities and to explore yourself and and come to a greater understanding of yourself and and who you truly are. The other thing that's just popped up and in, popped into mind that's worth saying is that for a significant proportion of things we regard as risk, they're not irreversible. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. So, I mean, yes, there are some things that are, are irreversible, but, you know, generally speaking, day-to-day -day life, if we take a risk and it doesn't work out how we meet, because it's not life-threatening, 
it doesn't work out how we intended it to, or the outcome wasn't what we expected, doesn't mean we can't do something different or do something, change something to get the outcome we're looking for. Because as we've said before, there's always more than one way to achieve an objective, to achieve a particular outcome. Yeah. And sometimes we get too focused on the how we're going to make something happen rather than that's what I want to happen. These are the things I want to put in place to make sure it happens. And now I'm just going to trust that whatever's happening as I'm taking appropriate action, that whatever's happening is going to move me towards that goal. So, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's very few things. So sometimes what we perceive as risk isn't actually risk at all. It's just something that makes us feel a bit uncomfortable. Mm. <laughs> Again, yeah. many, many levels. Indeed. Indeed. Another interesting area to look at, really, especially as it's something that we're doing all the time. We just aren't necessarily aware that that's what we're doing. But by bringing it to a conscious awareness is now, I bet anyone that listens to this, the next time they cross the road, this is going to pop into their mind of, oh, what am I doing? I'm checking left, I'm checking right, I'm just double checking, make sure. Yeah, okay. (laughs) <laughs> and yet it's something we do probably naturally multiple times a day yeah for absolutely. the most of us yeah so fabulous thank you very much i don't think there's i've got anything else to add to that unless you have there's no plenty there for people to think about mull over yeah i mean uh, what does risk mean to you that's yeah. the question to ask yourself. Absolutely. You know, because yeah, if some... and if you're not a risk taker, why why don't you take risks? Or if you do take risks, how big a risk are you willing to take? And and if you're only willing to take very small risks, why is that? What what is it that's stopping you? From... Yeah. What's the perceived fear behind that? The fear behind that that's stopping you taking a leap of faith to allow yourself to really move forward. Hmm. There we go. Interesting. Thank you. Very welcome. Thank you too. So everybody, until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from him. Mm-hmm.